Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, certified personal trainer, non-diet nutritionist, and body image coach. And I'm on a mission to help all women break free from body image hangups so they can do the amazing things they are called to do in this world. If you're looking to feel healthy, happy, and confident without dieting, restriction, and punitive workouts, or obsessing over the scale, you're in the right place. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hey, welcome back to the Joyful Movement Show. This is episode 94, and I'm joined with our sometimes co-host, Lisa McDonald, today. And we're having a chat today all about, does this count as exercise? And what I mean by that is it's just something that I hear often with personal training clients and people in my membership that they think, well, I I did a little bit, I did some stretching, or I went for a five-minute walk, or I raked leaves, but... I should be doing more. That doesn't count. So I thought it would be good to unpack that because I I think it's a common thought that what we're doing is not enough. And I just want to dispel that and make you feel like it's, it's okay. What you're doing is okay. Do you ever feel that way, Lisa? Absolutely. And we've (laughs) talked about it before. So I, I totally, it resonates with me because you do, um, you do walk the kids to school or you do pick them up from school or just play with them in the backyard. And then you think, Oh, I haven't done anything today. Mm. Well, you did, you walked depending on how far away it is. You had a five minute walk. You had two of them. So there's another Mm. 10 minutes you played in the backyard and you played soccer. Like you're running around and you don't even realize that you're doing exercise that, that, uh, I mean, it should count. Yeah. What you just cited there is about 20 minutes just in and of itself. Exactly. And just because it's broken up doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that it shouldn't count. Yeah. Well, it definitely does count. And that's one thing I want to talk about today is that most of us are doing a lot more than we think we are, um, but we're discounting it because it's not taking place in a gym and we're not using fitness equipment to do it. And we're not working as hard as we possibly can. So we think it doesn't count, but that's just a whole bunch of toxic fitspo messaging. Yeah. I believe that for a very long time, very long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember one morning with you in the gym, we were personal training and in the membership in October, we had a experiment where we were trying to add more movement into our work day. So you were conscious about trying to get up from your desk a little bit more and do some stretches, do some walking around the office. And you said to me in our personal training session, I'm doing really shitty at this challenge. Do you remember remember that? I do remember that. Yes. (laughs) And you, and you reminded me that I'm still doing more than I was doing before. So I'm really not doing badly and to stop with the negative Mm self-talk because it's more than it was. Mm -hmm. And even if it wasn't, it's still not bad. Yeah. It's not bad at all. Right. Mm -hmm. And when we explored it a little more, you said, well, I got up two times in the morning, but then I just sat all afternoon. Yep. Right. Basically. Yeah. Like is two times in the morning more than you normally would? Uh, depends on the day. <laughs> Everything changes. Right. Yeah. And I try to like, I probably am up more, but I probably made two conscious, like get up and move right breaks. But then there'll be the other breaks. Like you go to the printer, you grab the coffee, yeah. you meet someone at the door that you don't think about, but yeah. unless it's like a conscious, I got up to move because I was purposely trying to move more then it's again, one of those things that you, you discount it because you right. forgot that it really even happened. Right. Right. So the fact that you were conscious about it and you were getting up in the morning on purpose, that's a change. That's a, that's a positive change, mm-hmm. but you immediately discounted it because you didn't do it in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. All or nothing. 
very much. And we're going to talk about all or nothing in a little bit, but I first want to talk about this tendency to only see our faults, to only see what's not working for us. And I think we're conditioned to think that way. We're socialized to not celebrate ourselves, but I want you to think in your body, like go into your body and feel how, what emotions come up when you think this isn't good enough. I should be doing more. That doesn't count. Mm -hmm. This is all the negative, the negative self-talk that you really don't need. Yeah. And it doesn't help you want to move more. Not me personally. Anyway, this is not a helpful thought feeling. No, it's not Mm -hmm. helpful at all. And we know that our thoughts, the way that we think or our self-talk creates our emotions. So when we're saying things like that to ourselves, we're going to feel really down and not motivated, not inspired. And then our actions are going to come from that, right? So if you're feeling like inadequate and unmotivated, are you going to want to move more? And we'll use the work example. Are you going to want to get up and move at more at work? Because you're already thinking, well, I suck. (laughs) No, probably not. Not realistically. Yeah. But then I personally am like, well, if I don't move, it's not going to feel better later. Because if you sit all day and you stand up and you're like, oh man, it's been a while. How long has it been since I got up to move around? And trying to remember that part as right. opposed to the negative self-talk part exactly. and then worry about how it does make you feel and how much better it makes you feel than the alternative like the right sitting down so what and- you're ta- what you're what you're saying here is a really good example of how you can choose to to think about things that serve you better right mm-hmm. you're choosing to think a more positive thought system of movement helps me feel better in my body mm-hmm. i have less aches and pains i have more energy when i move When you think that kind of thought, how do you feel in your body? What's the emotion that comes up for you? Move more because it makes me feel better. As opposed to when you talk about the negative bits, you're like, eh, whatever. But knowing that getting up and moving more often, my hips are less sore. My neck and shoulders aren't tense from sitting at the computer. Like knowing these things and being conscious that you know them are sort of two different things sometimes for me. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. We can intellectually know them, but we can choose to focus our thoughts on our inadequacies. Absolutely. Right. But if we focus our thoughts on how this is good for me, how this benefits me, all of a sudden your motivation starts to come up. Plus you're, it's just in your brain. Like I want to be moving more, right. It's where we put our intention and then the action follows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It makes a big difference. So let's talk about the all or nothing, because we tend to think that what we're doing isn't enough. And as you said, like often we underestimate just how active we really are. Mm-hmm. But what I notice a lot in my line of work is people set the bar really high for themselves. Have you, can you identify with being on um, an all or nothing cycle? Absolutely. And, and I've mentioned before you sign up for something and you think you're going to give it a go and then you go too hard yeah. and you hurt yourself and then you don't pick it up again because I can't do everything or you might need modifications. Then you don't continue it because you feel less than again, the same sort of routine. Yeah. So then well, if I can't keep up, I'm not doing anything at all. But even though a little bit is better than nothing every time. Yeah. Either you get hurt, like you say, or what I see sometimes is it's just too much. It's just not sustainable, right? Mm -hmm. Like you you join a new program and you think I'm going to go every day. I'm going to go to class five days a week. And then I'm going to walk on my days off Mm -hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to throw a yoga class in there, like online or whatever, and do that. And we like max out our schedule Mm -hmm. and leave no space for life to happen. 
and life always happens like inevitably <laughs> life always happens and then we end up missing things because we have to prioritize other stuff and then we internalize well I failed I didn't achieve what I set out for myself therefore I'm a failure it's like we set the bar so high that this is what we define as success and it's like perfection and anything shy of perfection is complete failure when perfection is so unattainable right like it's just not a thing. Like it's not what a is, thing. Like how do you how would you even gauge it? Because it's just not a thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we're conditioned to think that it is Absolutely. a thing, and we should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And then we we judge ourselves when we can't. Mm-hmm. Like there is a whole whole spectrum of gray between black and white. Oh yeah. Right. Yep. Something is always better than nothing. And I always say, like, fitness is a marathon, not a sprint. Not that you have to be a runner, but like you're, you're far better off to do a little bit every day or a few days a week for your whole life than these short bursts of intensity that you can't maintain. And yeah. And mentally, physically, like you said, you're doing all this extra stuff. So you want to do the five days, the yoga, the everything else, and then you don't have time for life. Mm -hmm. And then you either, you don't experience the life things. And at one point you sit around and you're like, when's the last time I went and did something social Mm -hmm. or spoke to or visited with a friend and you don't realize how much you've um, engulfed yourself in this new fitness routine and you've completely abandoned everything else in your life that you enjoy. Cause there are those other things that you enjoy and then you just kind of put on hold for this new thing. Yeah. So then the cost benefit ratio seems out of balance and you're Mm -hmm. like, fitness is taking over my life. I can't do any of the things I want to do. So I quit. Yeah. Exactly. Because I just realized how many things I'm missing out on and I don't want to do that. But instead of doing less and more balance, it's, I'm just going to stop. Yeah. So all or nothing isn't a sustainable approach. Oh, it just came to my mind. I was thinking about how I used to work at the YMCA and we live in a town where there's largely an older population here. So that was a really good eye opener for me working at the YMCA and seeing like most of our membership was in their older years. And I really got to see, you know, the, the elderly people who have been active all their life and not hardcore, just doing stuff for their life like it was easy for them to continue to do that. And they have the mobility and the stamina and less pain as older adults. And then you'd see the ones who either went in spits and spurts or just never had a fitness habit. And it was so hard for them to get started. But there was this one older woman and I recently reconnected with her at a big hike that I did. She's in her seventies and she kicked my butt on that hike. Like she just, Oh my gosh, she kept pace with us. And like, actually came out of the thing and I was like sore and uh, and she was just like how are you doing I was like oh rough she's like oh that's too bad (laughs) she's just like walked on by me and kept on going I was like look at her go I mean that's amazing and that's that just to me highlighted how you know all or nothing really isn't the way to go just do stuff Mm -hmm. you know just consistency right consistency and not even like um it doesn't have to be the same all the time. So you can mm-hmm. still go in ebbs and flows, just more of a gradual change instead mm-hmm. of all the incredible peaks and valleys of all, yeah. all the time. And then a complete yeah. plummet into nothing. Yeah. Just try to keep it more consistent. Yeah. That's my, 
That's what I'm attempting to do with life lately. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a good approach, right? Because mm-hmm. how motivated do we feel when we think, first of all, it has to be perfect. It has to be a lot. Mm-hmm. And you've done that before and it didn't work. Absolutely. Right. Like you, yeah. you automatically know you're going to fail when you mm-hmm. try this time. You go gung ho and mm-hmm. realize, nope, that's not mm-hmm. what I wanted. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with each subsequent attempt, you have a little less faith in yourself. Right? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. The faith in yourself. That's a big deal too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get into the, well, can I even do it? Mm -hmm. Even if I tried, which is a whole other thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Exactly. So let's talk about the right amount of exercise, which I want to first start by saying there really isn't one, but I wanted to ask you, Lisa, when I say the right amount of exercise, what does your brain offer you up as the right amount? I think I have changed that in the most recent years because like probably it used to be like, oh, you got to go for an hour and you got to go hard. Mm -hmm. But I know that that's changed. And like, even still, I'd probably say, oh, half an hour is a great workout, but we've learned that that's wrong as Mm -hmm. well. Well, Mm -hmm. not wrong. It's just, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be that much. Mm -hmm. Half an hour is not necessary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what, okay. So right amount, what is the right type of exercise or what counts? Oh, it has to be totally high intensity and you have to get your cardio going, maybe running. I don't know. Aerobics. (laughs) I I know that's not true, but (laughs) that's what it feels like sometimes, right? Like it has to be the high intensity and it has to be, um, because the whole time you're working out, you have to have the same, you got to get your blood, blood pumping up against, I don't even know what the right, (laughs) I don't even know what they would say, Yeah, but, uh, we know that to be untrue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, there are some recommendations for amount of exercise. I don't even want to say right amount because I think it's individual to the person. Um, so we'll talk about the time recommendations in a second, but let's talk about type for a minute here because there is no right type of movement. It definitely does not need to take place in a gym to be effective. It doesn't need to be high intensity to be benefiting you. I always say if it's if it feels good for your body, it is good for you. Right. I, I think the two things that come up the most are walking's not exercise and stretching doesn't count. Like I hear those ones a lot. So let's talk about both. Mm-hmm. Is it true that walking isn't good enough? Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect. <Absolutely not>. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Walking is so good for your body and it's, it's like been well-documented. Walking is great for your muscles. It's great for your bone density. It's great for your heart and lungs. It's great for your brain health, because typically speaking, you're outside in fresh air, good for your mental health. It's a social activity. Like there are so many benefits to just walking And same with stretching. This came up with one of the members in the membership that she's only been doing stretching right now. And I have that in air quotes and was kind of beating herself up over that. But is stretching not good for your body? Very good for your body. Absolutely. Yep. So why do we think we have to go to a gym? Why do we think we have to lift weights that we have to get our heart pumping to a certain degree? Are those things beneficial? Certainly they can be, but we have to be careful how we discount these other things that are very much good for our body and improve our mobility, reduce our pain and just help us feel good. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Stretching can make a huge difference in your day. It's just like 
what we mentioned earlier about getting up to move at the desk, but when you come home at the end of the day or before you go first thing in the morning, stretching before yeah. you get started in your day is so beneficial because it does help with the mobility. Yeah. And it's, it's good. I find it good for my brain because yeah. it gives you a few minutes to relax yeah. and stretch and breathe and just have some few minutes to yourself before the wild day starts or yeah. at the end of a workout or yeah. at the end of the day to calm down before better relaxation time or whatever it might be. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. It just improves that mind body connection mm-hmm. too, right? It's that opportunity to check in with yourself and see how you're really feeling oh, exactly. head to toe. Yeah. Right? Check to make sure that like everything feels good. Like, did I pull something when I was, I don't know, doing one of those other activities throughout the day, whether it was hauling a laundry basket upstairs mm-hmm. or dumping clothes into the dryer, hanging up yeah. clothes, folding clothes, yes, mopping the floor. Those are all things that get your body moving and all should count when you, yes. when you get right down to it. Yeah. So let's not discount those things because, mm-hmm. and that, that leads very well into the recommendations for amount of activity. Mm-hmm. And like I say, take these with a grain of salt because it is very individual, but what both Canada and the U S recommends as the amount of activity that we should be getting to, to just have good overall health is 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity a week. So what you're talking about, like lifting a laundry basket and carrying it up the stairs and bending down and putting clothes in the dryer and scrubbing your bathtub and raking leaves and playing with your kids, those all count as moderate intensity activities Mm -hmm. because your heart rate gets up. That's what moderate intensity is. It's you're feeling your heart rate come up a little bit. You maybe are breathing a little more rapidly. You can still speak in sentences though. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be going hardcore where we can't even catch our breath. And 150 minutes a week works out to 21 minutes a day. But of course, you can split that up and do you know 60 minutes today and 20 minutes. It doesn't matter how that's spread out throughout the week. But 21 minutes a day, most of us are doing close to that. If we really sit and pay attention to all of those moderate intensity activities that we do in our day-to-day life, most of us are pretty close. Yeah, absolutely. And when you think about it that way, you're like, even if I'm not close to doing 20 minutes broken up four times during a day, how easy is that? Right. That's I can cool. do five minutes in the morning. Absolutely. And-, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it makes you think, oh, maybe I'm not doing so bad. And mm-hmm. then hopefully, I know in my case, personally, that makes me think I could probably even do a little bit more than that. Right. And then it makes you want to. Right. Instead of thinking, yes, I can't, I don't, I don't have time. How do I squish a workout into my day with parenting and work and everything else? And then you're like, wait a minute, five minutes here will still help in the long run. Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. And that's how we move away from that all or nothing thinking is like, let's bring this down to what I call minimum baseline. What is the minimum amount that I can do that I can commit to that feels good for me. And that moves me in the direction I want to go. And like you say, I can split 20 minutes up into four or five minute intervals. Mm -hmm. And if I count my laundry time and, you know, cleaning my bathroom and playing with my kids, maybe I'm already close to that. Right. But watch where, like, I guess first thing I was going to say is that most of us do enough moderate activity to count already. And second, if you don't, don't worry about it. Start where you're at. And add gradually, start at the where you are and commit to the minimum that you think you can do realistically and sustainably, rather than set the bar way up high, which is what most of us do and think it has to be an hour, five days a week, hard as we can. 
and then we fail. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It's just not maintainable. Yeah. Yeah. So with that in mind, when you think about does this count as exercise or is this enough? Does that help you feel a little more motivated? Like you said, well, when you think of it that way, yeah, you're like, I, I can do that. And I can mm-hmm. probably do a little bit more. Yeah. You probably do already. And you don't even realize it or give yourself credit for it. Mm-hmm. And even just talking now, it's making me think, oh, I guess when I told you I haven't done any sort of really physical activity before I started working with you, I was probably a little bit wrong yeah. <laughs> because I wasn't counting the stuff I was doing at home right. and I do have small kids and I chase them around and I pick yeah. them up and I wrestle them into their clothes <laughs> all the kinds of stuff like that mm-hmm. gets your heart going because that's just kids yeah and lugging groceries mm-hmm. and yeah all the things that come with owning a home and living anywhere for that matter just taking care of your space it's all yeah. counts it all counts mm-hmm. right but when we focus on what's not working and that we're not doing enough, then that's where our brain stays. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not doing enough. I need to do better. I need somebody to help me. Blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I guess the moral of the story is watch where you're using negative self-talk and telling yourself that it's not enough, that you're not good enough because of it, or you need to be doing better. You should be doing better. Those are all really judgy self criticisms. Mm -hmm. So how can you shift your thinking to something a little more positive about one, what am I already doing that is enough? Mm -hmm. And two, how is the movement that I'm doing benefiting me? Or how would adding something, anything benefit me even more? Right? When we shift our thinking to a more positive way, and not even positive, but even neutral and just focus on how this adds to our life. We're a lot more likely to feel motivated. It always comes back to motivated, but we, we cannot feel that positive feeling of motivation without some positive thoughts behind it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And focusing on the wins. Yeah. Instead of yes. anything else. Yes. Celebrate the wins, mm-hmm. even the small ones. Right. And you have to train your brain to look for them because we're, we're conditioned to focus on our failures. That's right. And even when I say that, I mean, like, it doesn't have to be a win in anyone else's eyes mm-hmm. just because you did get the laundry done that day. Yeah. That's a good deal. And yeah. you raked the lawn or mm-hmm. you did a bunch of weeding. Yes. Those are all small wins for your body. Yes. And even when you like, those are all things that if you go too hard doing them, you're going to regret it the next day mm-hmm. because you are going to be sore. So you have mm-hmm. to, those are the things that you also, you don't push on, right? Right. You do what feels good at the time, what you have time for. You don't have to do it all at once. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. See what's working. See Absolutely. those ones. Good. Anything else you want to add on this topic? Is there anything else that's in your brain? Um, the biggest thing is the breaking it down to the 21 minutes a day mm. and thinking as baseline, mm-hmm. everybody could probably fit five minutes, four times a day. Mm-hmm. And knowing that that is good enough to start with, like for baseline, yeah. like you said, and anything you can add to is great, but to yeah. do it all or nothing, it's yeah. just not consistent. It's yeah. not doable and not realistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Make it, make it achievable. Start small, build as you can. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's a lot easier to see your success if the bar is set low. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. We'll leave it with that. Thanks so much for being here with me again today, Lisa. Thank you. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Uh, If you love this episode, of course, we'd love if you would share it on your social channels or leave us a review on Apple podcasts and we will see you back here next week. Bye for now. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Power in Motion podcast today. Ready to drop your body image hang up so you can confidently create your healthiest, happiest life? Awesome. You can get started today by taking my five-day mini course, How to Feel Great in and about your body, no matter what the scale says. Inside this five-day video training, you'll learn how to get motivated to exercise, stop cravings and binge eating, set health goals beyond the scale, eat normally without rules or a plan, and accept your body. Find unshakable confidence, even if you don't love how you look. For just $27, you'll receive one under 10-minute video lesson per day for five days delivered straight to your inbox, reflection worksheets to help you integrate your learning, and links to bonus resources to go even deeper with the work. You can get started right now by visiting radiantvitality.ca slash five-day training. I'll see you inside.